Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin, the Language Nerd here, owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode, and of course, YouTube video. I came across an old Reddit thread the other day that's 13 years old, that has over 800 comments on it. This thread is a language learning AMA. An AMA, if you don't know, is an ask me anything. So it basically means language learning, ask me anything. Someone had made this language learning AMA thread. They said, I know lots about language learning. Ask me your language learning questions and I will give you whatever advice I can. And there are lots of language learning questions in this thread. In fact, I'm gonna share the thread in the uh, description box of this YouTube video and podcast episode in case you wanna go check it out. There's one question on uh, this thread that I wanted to read out to you today and I'd like to comment on. Here's the question. The individual says, I studied Japanese for two years, Russian for two years, French for about six years, and a little bit of Spanish just for fun. However, I never managed to become fluent in any of those languages. I seemed to just hit a plateau where I could limp along in the language, but I could never hold a real conversation. What's your advice for getting past this? This is a great question. I love this question. I have a lot to say on it. I'll try to be concise. I think the biggest reason people probably don't feel like they're able to have a real conversation, I think one of the biggest reasons is that you don't feel comfortable in your own skin when you're talking to a native speaker. You feel awkward. You feel nervous. You feel anxious. You're scared of making a mistake. You're scared of not understanding what the person says. You're scared of saying something in a way that that was wrong or that wasn't clear and the person doesn't get what you said, what you tried to say. So you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable. And one thing I've learned recently that's been helpful to me when I'm feeling uncomfortable, whether it's with something with languages or whether it's in another aspect of my life, is to feel that emotion and simultaneously stay focused on the desired outcome. Feel that anxiety, feel that nervousness, feel it, acknowledge it, and at the same time, keep focused, keep trying to focus on the desired outcome. So the desired outcome in this case would probably be something like speaking fluently, expressing yourself clearly, speaking slowly. Maybe it's whatever it is, keep listening to what they said. Don't stop listening when I hear a word that I don't recognize, because people do that. And then they lose the thread of the conversation. Keep focus on the desired outcome and simultaneously feel those jittery feelings of anxiety or nervousness. I think this works, at least for me, this has been working quite well, I would say over the past two or three weeks, probably because myself, what I typically would do is either get caught up in those negative feelings and then those negative feelings take control and that's not productive. Or I tell myself to calm down, but it doesn't work. <laughs> In fact, maybe I maybe the negative feelings, the anxiety, nervousness, etc., maybe it even gets worse. So instead of trying to get rid of the feeling by saying, oh, calm down, calm down, I basically said instead, okay, I'm, I'm not getting rid of this feeling. It's here now. I'm accepting it. But I can at least try to stay focused on the goal. That's been working well for me. I'm not getting as caught up in my negative feelings as I would before. 
And I feel that I'm able to control those negative feelings at least a little bit more than I could before. So that's worth a try. Maybe that'll work for you too. Another reason, another reason people feel they're not able to engage in a real conversation with, with people is that they're not able to express themselves as clearly in their target language as they can in their first language. For instance, you guys know that I went to Mexico back in January. If you ask me in English, hey, how was your trip to Mexico? What did you do? What was the highlight? What was the best part? I might have given you, in fact, I probably would have given you a detailed answer. Oh, I loved the ruins. It was so cool. And I saw this, I ate that, I blah, 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 blah. I met these people. But if you ask me in Mandarin or a language I'm less comfortable in, maybe I would have given a more simplistic answer. Maybe I would have said, oh, it was so much fun. I had a great time. But I don't go into the details that I would like to actually go into. So this is a this is another reason why people feel like they're unable to have a real conversation with someone because they're not able to share the things that they would typically share if they were and if they were speaking their first language. So what do you do about this? What can you do? Well, there are a few things. One is you can write out what you'd like to say to questions that you think people are going to ask you or topics you know you're probably going to have to talk about. Here's something really interesting. A lot of conversations that you're going to have are conversations you're going to have many times. Often you can predict to an extent the topics you're going to have to talk about. For myself, for instance, I know in my target languages, I'm going to have to talk about how I like to learn languages. I'm going to have to talk about how I know how to speak five languages. I'm, there are certain topics I know I always have to say. Or another example, I know someone who recently married a... Um, a uh, person from Mexico. And uh, this person's family speaks Spanish, obviously. So the person I know who married into this family, she's been learning Spanish recently because she always has to talk to her in-laws and her in-laws prefer to speak Spanish. So this person I know, she can predict to an extent what kinds of things she might have to say to her in-laws because it's always the same social situation. So there are certain things that always come up. So you can prepare for those. So if you take a moment to prepare for the topics that you will likely have to talk about or the questions you're likely going to be asked, right? If you write those out and prepare your answers or at least prepare roughly speaking what you would say, you can go into those, you can go into at least some social situations prepared or at least somewhat prepared and actually give yourself a better shot of saying the things that you would like to say and that you would typically say if you are speaking your first language. Does that make sense? So that's something you may want to consider. Um, you may also want to consider doing some more conversation practice. Maybe you feel awkward when you're speaking because you don't really practice speaking to people all that much. So you could hire a private tutor to take some discussion-based lessons. You could find a language exchange partner. That's also an option. You could maybe practice with a friend or family member if you have that luxury, but you might need to do some additional speaking practice because you probably, maybe you don't talk all that much to real people. An alternative to that is you might even talk to yourself. This piece of advice goes kind of, I suppose, uh, it's a hit and miss piece of advice. Some people love it. Some people don't. It's 50-50. But some people do a great job talking themselves, talking to themselves in the mirror about their day-to-day -day lives or whatever it is. Some people talk to their pets and they just talk at their pets, right? 
Some people like doing that. And that's another way to get used to using your words in the target language and formulating your thoughts in the target language. You know, it might, it might mean you need to consume more content in the target language. I have a general rule that I follow. It's not a language learning rule. It's a, it's a rule, it's a communication rule, I would say. If you don't know how to talk about something or write about something, it likely means you need to read about that something first. Meaning if someone asks you, hey, uh, what do you think about uh, global warming? And you're like, oh, God, what do I think about that? Well, it probably means you don't know a ton about it. So it's hard for you to have an opinion or even something more mundane. Someone says to you, um, hey, what do you uh, what do you think about a vegetarian diet versus um, an, omniv an omnivore diet? And you might go, huh, well, I know lots of vegetarians. And maybe it's probably okay. I don't know. And maybe you just don't know about the topic. So sometimes, in fact, frequently, reading about and even listening, for example, podcasts or videos, reading or or listening to content about topics that about topics in your target language, whatever topics interest you, right? Consuming content about them might actually help you talk about them because you'll have more to say, right? So that also might be something you want to consider. Um you might want to consider doing some formal study of the language, some grammatical study or vocab study. That may or may not be the answer. One situation where it would be is if you're learning a language that's similar to something you already speak. And so you understand it quite well, but you can't express yourself well because you don't really know how the grammatical structures work. You don't know exactly what the words are in that target language. I'll give you an example. If you spoke Spanish super well, and then you're trying to learn Portuguese, probably you're going to want to spend some time learning the Portuguese Portuguese grammar because grammar, conjugation rules, and pronunciation for Portuguese specifically, because by studying those, you're going to be able to reasonably quickly transfer from Spanish to Portuguese. That's been my experience, actually, of doing Spanish to Portuguese. Understanding the grammar rules and the pronunciation rules ugh, makes it way easier for me to speak Portuguese in the rare circumstances where I have to. So that might be something you want to consider as well. Um, and yeah, I think if you're not able to express yourself as clearly as you'd like to, those are a few pieces of advice that are pretty practical and I think can help. The last very common reason that people feel like they can't have a real conversation, quote unquote, with another person is that you don't fully understand what the other party is saying. Maybe you only understand 60 or 70%. So if you're in that situation, it's, a, it's an interesting conundrum because if you understand 70% of what someone says, you probably understand enough to converse with that person, but you don't understand enough to have a real conversation with them, quote unquote real, where you feel like you're connecting with them during the conversation because you don't understand everything they're saying. You only know in broad strokes what they're saying. How the heck can you have a real conversation with someone if you don't understand really what they're trying to tell you. I've had this experience a bunch of times in languages, particularly when I have like a low intermediate level, let's say, maybe mid-intermediate. I'm talking to someone. We're having a conversation. I understand 70% of what they say. I'm missing 30, but I don't tell them I'm missing 30%. I keep nodding and smiling. And because I'm understanding 70%, the responses I give are at least somewhat relevant to what the person said to me.
So the other person doesn't even realize I'm only understanding 70%. They think I'm understanding 100%. But I feel like the conversation's a bit clunkier than it could be because there are a lot of things they're saying and I don't understand all of them. And so it might feel like I'm not able to connect and have a real quote unquote conversation. So what do you do in this situation? Well, this one's a more straightforward answer. It has a less, I'm sorry, it has a more generic answer. You probably need to do some more reading to boost your vocabulary so you can understand what they're saying. You probably need to listen to more content that is interesting and challenging for you. Not so challenging that it's frustrating and you don't understand anything they're saying. Not so easy that you understand everything that's being said. You want to find as close to that sweet spot as you can. You know, you may want to keep listening to podcasts, keep taking classes if you're taking classes, keep using different apps if you are using apps, like keep doing the day-to-day -day actions that are required to slowly but surely move forward and progress in a language because the more fluent you get, you know, the you're not going to understand. I'm sorry, the more fluent you get, you're going to understand a higher percentage of what the person's saying to you. And that means you're going to be able to connect with that person a bit more because you understand more of what they're saying. Um, and yeah, I think that basically wraps up this podcast. I think the last thing I want to say, I don't know exactly where this fits into the whole podcast. I'll just throw it in, throw it in at the end. I would, if you were actually in front of me, Mr. or Mrs. Person who asked this particular question, I would also ask you, what does it mean to you to have a, re a real conversation? Because that will have a different definition for everybody. Everybody will have a different definition of what a real conversation is. I can think of one individual right now who's taking lessons at the Calgary Language Nerds, my business. He would probably say a real conversation is being able to order food in the target language in Spanish from the waiter or from a waitress and to do so without any major difficulties. That to him might just be a real conversation because he's, you know, he's really beginner in the language and he doesn't exactly have ambitions to become super fluent. He wants to learn enough to be a tourist and a traveler who can get around Spanish speaking countries and get by. And so for him, it might just be a real conversation might be to explain, exchange pleasantries with people, short little conversations. Oh yeah, I'm from Canada. Oh yes, I love Mexico. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've been learning Spanish for three months or whatever. Whereas for me, you know, a real conversation is a real conversation, meaning it's and we might, it might be a one hour in-depth conversation about something that I care about. That's what a real conversation means to me. So I would also ask, what does it mean to you to have a real conversation? Anyway, let's uh, wrap this podcast up here. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope it was interesting for you. And um, we'll chat soon. See you. Bye-bye.